0: Welcome to Locker Room Extra, it's Scotland at the Euros.
1: Giving to you. Sorry about that kind of messy introduction to the show. My my, mate, my I don't know if you can see me on, on on my webcam, guys, but my microphone just failed. So um, so sorry about that. Where they were. If you managed to hear that colourful language, because, but that never mind. Um, disappointing, mate, guys. Um, Scotland are out of the Euros. Disappointing end to a. Uh, I can only get OK campaign. You would say. Um, so I, I'm I'm Mike McTurne joining today, but uh, I joined tonight even by a and a uh, new voice to the show, and it's, it's only. Uh, it, you, you only hear him tonight because this is the last show at the Euros Stefan Horgan. Stef uh, Steph, welcome to, to the show. Um sorry it's a disappointing party uh could come into um so yeah so we're here until quite named um, 12 o'clock if you want to email us you can do so with your comments on views at the game you can um, email us at derive at gmail.com. That's lockereroomindielive at gmail.com. Okay, so um, I'm afraid to say we may speak about the game now. So a disappointing end, it's Stefan. So I don't know what your views on the game was tonight.
2: Well, I, I picked this game to come on because it was supposed to be a party, You promised me a party, what's happened?
1: (laughs) Well, I I know, yeah, I'm a bit of a party pooper, Stefan, sorry about that.
2: I didn't Um, want to jinx it by coming on after the England game, so I thought this would be a better game to come on for. But do you know what? I think Scotland played really well again, and I don't think the score line, well, certainly not for the first 60 minutes, reflects how we played, because I think we did play quite well. Um, and we had so many chances. It should have been at least two, three goal stars by half time, and it just, just didn't transpire again.
1: Yeah, disappointed me all round, Graham. Um, I mean, going to Wembley and putting that, in, putting that performance in for ninety minutes and coming back tonight, you know, and I, I thought we started well, and then events they got worse and worse and worse and we were, we were giving them too much space on the ball and um, you, you know, as soon as you give um, decent teams space on the ball they will basically punish punish you and that's what would be happening tonight
0: Yeah, I had hoped to come on singing and dancing tonight but obviously disappointing um, I think you're right, I think we started the game really well, I mean we forced our corner after about 10 seconds. I thought, we could be onto something here. But, you know, when you're giving guys like Modric and that the time and space he had, you're going to get punished. At some point in this competition, Croatia were going to turn up because they're a fantastic team. You know, we had chances again. I think the first couple of minutes, Adams just misses out on a cross. If that goes in, maybe a different game. But, you know, Croatia are a fantastic side. So... But I think Stefan's right. I think we had chances tonight. Again, we couldn't put them away. And it's just the point again that we've come up short again.
1: I know that I I um I was <clears throat> I was speaking especially after the uh, Czech Republic game, um uh, Graham, and I think we were having a conversation. I know it's easy to if but if buts and maybes it if you know what I mean after the games, but That game was crying out for Lee
0: Griffith tonight. I I completely agree. Um, I mean, I really like Lyndon Dykes. I think he's a really good player. One of my mates had messaged me during the game to say Dykes isn't a goal scorer. I think he's probably right, to be fair. He's not really a natural goal scorer. He's good in the air. He's a good link-up player, but he's not someone that's going to finish a lot of chances. Again, I have to say, I thought Adams played really well tonight. I thought he was everywhere, worked really hard. And again, he's just a little bit short in getting that goal. But I agree. I think Lee Griffiths is a massive miss isn't it? I really do. Yeah, I mean, obviously,
1: we can go on and dissect in more detail in a wee bit.
0: But like, if
1: you were going to play Griffiths, I would again, I would play Dykes behind Griffiths because Griffiths can basically run all day for you, especially into the wee pockets and the channels. Yeah, I don't think um maybe I'm doing a bit of disservice here to Dykes, but I don't think he's got the
2: pace. No, I think that Lee Griffiths is Lee Griffiths, and I think that the game definitely missed him tonight, and you could you could almost imagine him being in there and, and, and running that ball. Um and yeah, I agree. I don't think he does have have um the pace on on the ball that Lee Griffith Lee Griffiths would have had.
1: Yeah, it's um but I mean I suppose it's it's all right to, you know, pick pick the holes now because we're out of the tournament and you know, I suppose like um don't forget um that was our first goal tonight in the tournament and it was a superb goal and I thought um I thought I don't know who your man over mats is. I know it's difficult to pick a man of Max when you're well beat. But I thought McGregor was McGregor was um, was outstanding tonight.
2: Yeah, McGregor was really, really good. Um, I, do you know what? I thought Tierney was quite good as well. Um, I don't think he played quite as good as he did in um, the other couple of games, but I do, I do think that he still deserves credit. I think he's a fantastic young player, and um, I look forward to seeing him in future fixtures for years to come.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, the, the big news came out yesterday, uh, Graham, about uh, Gilmore um, being tested positive with uh, COVID, and obviously, I didn't really mind who came in, if it was Armstrong or um, Timbo, but I guess for Armstrong was a bit quiet than usual tonight. Yeah, I
0: didn't think Armstrong was that great, to be honest. He gave the ball away quite a few times. He didn't. He tried to run with that a couple of times and gave it away. I think Gilman was a massive miss. Um, I think last night when the news broke, it was really disappointing that he was going to be out. I think I would have started David Turnbull rather than Armstrong. But, you know, again, I don't think it would have, would have mattered who we played tonight. I think it would have been difficult whoever we played.
1: And again, I, I mean, if you were going to pick a and I know I might get a bit of stick for thinness. this. But I thought the goalkeeper played well with the back. Steph and Debig Marshall pulled off a couple of wonder saves, and if it wasn't firm, that the score would have been about five-one.
2: Um, yeah, I think you're right. Um, I will give you a bit of stick because I do think that um, he he could have been better tonight. I know that that's that's easy, easier said now in hindsight, but um, I don't think that well. That I don't think his uh, reputation will have recovered since the first game, put it that way.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, Obviously, we can, um, you know, how when they say in the X Factor or the Pope, go look back at your best bits and we'll we'll look look um, back at at Scotland's faults and maybe we should look at the Griffiths being in the, the squad. Obviously, it's it's too late now. It, it's basically got past us by again. And, you know, one goal, one point, and we're out of uh, the Euros yet again. Obviously, and we were going to write Huskerley tonight, you know, and <clears throat> the kind of they books. But I suppose that we need to take heart from that, Glenn, and kick on now for the World
0: Cup. Yeah, 100%. I mean, just to even get here was. I think it was an achievement. You obviously want to do well when you're there. But, I mean, it's hard to kind of look at something funny after that game today. But seeing Scott McKenna come on and get booked after 10 seconds was absolutely hilarious.
2: Without even touching the ball. He Without even the touching ball, the not. ball. And then he looked across at the bench like, yeah, and, fine, I've got a yellow card. I was like, yeah, but now you can't defend... Harshly, if you need to later in the game because you could get a y- another yellow, red, and you're out. Uh, I just thought uh, he was, uh, yeah. I don't, I can't, I, I, don't see what he was trying to do there at all because it didn't even look like he was going for the ball. Um,
1: yeah. And the, personally speaking, looking back at the game, Skiff, and, um I don't know about you, but I thought Adams played well, but I don't think the Hemming Dykes ranked up. Just the same out up front tonight.
2: No, I think, do you know what? I think we're going to be disappointed and we're going to talk about, obviously, and rightly so, we're going to talk about how um, Scotland didn't do well enough and we should have done this and we should have done that. But do you know what? Actually, all three of these games, I've been really proud to support Scotland <laughs> and mm. it's not often that you can say that. Um, but I have been really proud because we actually play. And I'm not a huge football fan. I'm not a die-hard. go to the games every Saturday. I like watching the big tournaments, the World Cup, the Euros. Uh, I like when Scotland's playing. I'll, I'll sit and support them. And I, I'll always watch when Scotland's playing. And I have to say that over the last three games, Scotland have set, played some of the best football that I've certainly ever seen them play in, what, I don't know, maybe 10 years of watching international football 10-15 years of watching international football I do think that we do we have to learn but I really hope that management in Scotland the Scotland team doesn't change Um I'm sure we'll come and talk, talk about that later because I think he's done brilliant with the Scotland team and I'm I, like I say I'm really proud to have supported Scotland even when we've lost because I don't necessarily think we have deserved to have lost the way we've been playing
1: I think that, uh, as well, I, I think you make a good point there, Stephen. I, I mean, Graham, I mean, you, you would rather, speak, well, I don't know, I don't know how to, I'm going to say it anyway, okay, so I think that um, you, you would rather be at the party and not be at the party and um, not, not even making the party, if that really <laughs> makes sense. There's too many parties in there for me, you know, but, you know,
0: Yeah, no Scotland, no party, they said. Um, I think Stefan's absolutely right. I think it was immensely proud watching us at the tournament. I think there was a stat going round yesterday, I think, that we'd had the most attempts in this group, but we hadn't actually scored yet, Um, which which I think for Scotland isn't actually that bad to have that many attempts. Um, But, yeah, I would rather be there than not. You know, I've got to watch us, OK, in the house, I've got to watch us at a tournament, and we haven't had that for 23 years. So, yeah, mm. I'm immensely proud of them. Um, I wish we'd have got out of the group, but it was always going to be difficult. But, I mean, I really can't complain. We've been at a tournament. We've given it everything we've got. I've made complaints. Mm. Mm. I mean, we, we gave it a good shot against England
1: as well, you know, and a lot of people say, well, well, you never won the game. But considering we're a Scotland and about fan about four or five years ago,
2: I would say it's a big achievement in itself. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I was sitting watching the England game and just thinking, like, it was It was only going to take us one one of those attempts, one of those uh, hits on goal for us to actually do this. And we were so close so many times, I swear, my heart was in my throat. I just did not know what was going to happen. But I knew that whatever happened, that I was that I, I was just overwhelmed with pride, because I just felt, you know what, we deserve to be there. With the build-up's been there. Obviously, it's been delayed a whole year, But actually, looking at some of the games that we played. That we were able to play last year, I was kind of glad that we were delayed a year because we played. I think we played better this year, better football this year than we did in some of the friendlies we did last year. So, has t- been delayed, the Euros being delayed a year might have actually benefited Scotland.
1: I think that I think the bottom line is as well that and we we spoke about this on the on the first show we had uh, last Monday. I think it was against Czech Republic. I think that was a bit of a disappointing um start the campaign because like, we had a lot of the ball and again like we couldn't put it in, in the net and as soon as Czech Republic scored, I think it's old Scottish uh, thing that um I mean they could get this way of, of of um competing in sport, but I feel as though like our heads went down and everybody wanted the final whistle.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, if you look at it, so I wasn't able to watch the first game. I listened to the first game on the radio because I was at work. And uh, I listened to the entire first half. And I was thinking, this is great. We're doing well. This is a great start. And then I went for lunch and I came back and I just missed the first 10, 15 minutes of the second half. And we were losing 2-0. And I was like, what the heck happened? <laughs> um, and then listening to even the commentators on the radio, it sounded like the commentators and the radio, who were Scottish and wanted Scotland to to win, well, you would hope they would anyway. You were like, "Why are you? Well, you sound like we're it's game over. We're done. We're packing our bags and we're already leaving Euro twenty twenty. We've still got another two games to play, and there's still another thirty minutes of this this game to play." And I, I agree. I think we, we've got far too much of that mentality, and I wouldn't say it's in Scottish sport in general, but certainly Scottish football. I mean. We're
1: going to come back to this topic as well, Stefan. I know you're very passionate about this issue, but we were talking about this on the show. I think it was a couple of weeks ago about the the kind of English English media being uh, just a wee bit, or maybe a big bit. Okay, maybe a big bit biased then. <laughs> and when when they No, about, never <laughs> and, and when when they speak about the Scottish teams, they only speak about you know the Andy Robertson, Kieran Tierney. They they, they don't speak about um you know Nesbitt and Patterson and and even uh, McGregor playing for you know Scottish teams, they always have to speak about the player that's actually playing in England and I don't think that's really that really fair, but I mean so we, we can move back on to that in a wee bit, but I just wanted to um pick the bones out of the game as it were. And I, I thought like Scotland played well for the first for two minutes, can they um Graham <laughs> we, we we actually kind of scattered well and then I don't know what really happened to us. We we kinda uh, we kinda uh, stood off them quite quite a lot. And if you, if you do that to a, a brilliant team that they'll punish you and obviously they dig that.
0: I mean I thought the start of the game, as I said, was really, really positive. And mm. um, I think had we managed to get the first goal, it might have been a different game. But I think once we lose that first goal, I think the head's kinda of dropped a little bit and we thought Oh no, we've got yeah. to try and score two goals here to get back in this, and we can't even score one. Now, um, I think for a little bit the heads to go down, but then we kind of got it together again. Mm. When McGregor scored, I genuinely thought we're going to do this, man. I think we, I think we're going to do this. Mm. But then when the second half starts, I was looking for us to be a bit more positive, really go for it. But again, mm. we just sat off them and sat off them. And as I said before, when you allow a guy like Luka Modric, who's a world class footballer, the time and space that he had, he's going to punish it. We sat off him and he punished us.
1: I mean, it was a good goal, and it was a good time in the game, uh, Skefan, because you're thinking, well, um, you know, uh, the old saying is that in football, if you're getting beat, score in the last five minutes. So it gives you a bit, a bit of a risk going in for half time and then come out in the second half and it's in the biggest game. But... Um. I don't want to say go Scotland, but at worked in the opposite way from us, because we we got the goal and we we went in at half time and we came out in the second half and we didn't look as though that we we just had the goal and and all that and and then when Croiser when the scored the goal, uh, well the first goal as well, I thought that the whole atmosphere went totally. Like a pancake as it, as it were, and, you mm-hmm. know, before the game that like the fans were well, you could hear it on the TV, you know, it was it was noisy, um, and that was without forty five thousand or fifty thousand in there tonight. But I, I guess though the fans kind of lost a bit of heart in in that game tonight. I think as well though. I think
2: like you say, we normally there is a boost when. You score just before half time and then you go into half time and you've equalised. And actually, I think if the, we had equalised a lot earlier, I think we could have been one up at half time um, because we would have carried that momentum through. I don't think half times are good for Scotland. Um, I always feel like when either we're winning or we're drawing, um, we always come out after half time and I never feel like we've got the. The energy, I don't know what they're doing in the, the changing room, but I feel like they, they need to give themselves a, a bit of a shake rather than just go in and sit there and, and listen to the coach. I, I don't know. Um, they need to get up and give themselves a shake um, because I feel like it's a curse for us. We always seem to be doing to be doing that. We always seem to be doing that.
1: Don't forget you can email your views on the game. Uh, keep them clean now. It's a family show. Even though it's about ten past uh, twenty past ten at night. But um okay maybe um you, you can email us at the locker room, roomindelize at gmail.com, I, I can't believe I'm a bit hoarse actually tonight as well. So must have been uh, Coronation Street, I was watching or something. Oh no that wasn't on <laughs> right tonight, yeah. Um and I suppose that I was mean away way because uh, at the weekend, they I went out. I was that confident, I bought my first ever Scotland script, and obviously we get beat.
2: So, it's, oh, so it's your fault.
1: Yeah, it's my <laughs> fault. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, they, I, I, I'll take the blame. Um, and and stuff. so no, I shouldn't have bought. I shouldn't have bought it, but. Um, it was my producer that put me up to buying it, so you know it's his fault. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, so um, obviously Scotland get beat three one tonight and disappointing. Um, who who else kind of stood out for you in that disappointing performance tonight for Scotland? Because I thought there was a few names: McGregor, um, Marshall, even the. Um, um, John McGinn played well in parts as well
2: Yeah, I think John McGinn played very well um, I just wish he would put up his bloody right foot instead of his left foot uh, on that back post and we, we could have been talking about a different scoreline at the minute
1: Yeah, I, I know, yeah um, I, I suppose like um, this is basically the first show we've did and um you know, I feel a bit kind of, you know, like um, because I've got the first game, but you think, well, we go to Wembley next, and we've got to win that one, and we've got a point like that. But now, because of what's happening tonight, and you're out the tournament, and, and it's like, uh, uh you know, a, a big kind of anti-climax climax in the way, you know. But I suppose. I suppose the only concert, well a few consolations to take out of this. Uh, Graham is good. look we were about three or four years ago, you know. And and Stevie Clark, I know that stuff Ham speaking about. Um, going to speak about him, but I thought you—you you have to give him credit as well.
0: Yeah, do you know? Like all day today, I've been that nervous, excited. I've been working from home, but I've been really excited, looking forward to the game. I even said to my son, I wish I bought myself a Scotland flag and hang out the window. I'm glad I didn't do that now. And then all day I've been th- all day I've been thinking, right, how's this gonna go? If we win this game, what's it gonna be like if we lose it? Blah, blah, blah. And then I thought, do you know what? It'll be a typical Scottish thing that we get through and then get kicked out because of a COVID breach, because of Billy Gilmore or something. <laughs> but, I mean, I think honestly, I think Steve Clark has been fantastic. I said on Friday. The way that we played against England was like watching Steve Clark when he was at Kilmarnock against Celtic and Rangers. Mm. The way that it would set up, the way that he would have his team really at it, the formation was spot on, the work rate was spot on, it was high energy. You know, I think Steve Clark's done a brilliant job and I think we're going to get to another tournament under him. I've got no doubt about that in my mind. And I think we've got some really good players there and I think they've mm. shown that. Um I think Scotland's in a really good place. I really, really do. I think, um,
1: yeah, I think you're right as well, Glenn, because if we keep that same team together, maybe not like the exact team uh, together, but that squad, and as I said, the griff thing to if he behaves himself, because I still think, think that, you know, that he's got something to offer. Uh, and especially uh, when you said earlier on, about so many chances in so so many games and I would I'm guessing that if Griffith was there, these shots would have been turned into goals. And I know yeah, I, think, I know it's easy to say that after the games, but you know
0: Yeah, I think I think you're right. And I think the only thing that disappointed me tonight was and I really hate saying this as a hearts fan, I was surprised I didn't bring this button a bit earlier. I mean I would have mm. gone I would have I would have put this button with Dykes and Adams. I'm going to take another midfielder off. and just gone for it. But he mm. left the you're bringing this but on at 3 one down. What's the point? What's he going to do in that thing? He's mm. not going to score two goals in two minutes. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think Lee Griffiths, I mean, people, the guy's got talent. There's no doubt about that. He's a, such a talented footballer. And I mm. think had he been there tonight, I think he might have got a couple of goals out of that. As I say, I like Dykes. I think it's a really good foil for Adams, but he's just not a goal scorer. No,
1: no. I think that um obviously I might I might annoy all the Lebanskin fans when I say this comment. There's only two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 but the two of them's on the on the show, so I don't want to upset you. But like um you can actually see the comparison now that Dykes was having fun up in Scotland scoring goals for fun, but you, you when it, when the plays with the big boys basically in England and obviously you, you can take Croising to that uh, tonight as well. Like I think it I think it very difficult, you know, and not even closer. but I mean Czech Republic and England as well. I, I would say maybe I'm maybe I'm being a bit harsh on the guy, but that's the way I, I, I kinda see him I can I really agree with Graham as well that I don't think that he would run
2: all day for you no, and do you know what I don't I think we are maybe being a bit harsh, but at the same time, that's what we're here to do. We're here to 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 we're here to to look at the game and see what we could have done better, and yeah, do you know what? It's folk like like Robertson. Take Robertson. I think he played really well tonight. F- I've forgotten his first name, but he's uh, Andy, Andy. Andy. Andy Robertson. Um, I think I thought he played really well tonight. I think that he he was getting frustrated with himself, and I think that's a problem across the Scotland team in general. I think we're too good at getting um, frustrated with ourselves rather than just being right. It's happened. Let's get on with it. Um, like you said we put our heads down and just look for the final whistle so they can get off the pitch and um, go and have a beer and it's kind of like no like you've had your bad moment it's you dust yourself off and get back in it but um, it didn't help the the Croatian uh, a couple of the Croatian players were uh, really having a go at at Robertson and were uh, almost egging him on to, to lose his temper at times but I think he played really well tonight.
1: The Independent Live put up a, a tweet on Twitter basically saying that Scotland actually looked pretty good tonight. Um, we just made somebody to put the ball in the net. Not not the ball, the ball in in the net. <laughs> and also, I, I'm not going to say this guy, right? but if you're going to your Twitter figure now, whose name's playing on Twitter? Griffiths. So maybe I maybe we were right. Um maybe we are better than Stevie Clark. No, no, am yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna <laughs> say that. But yeah, I mean I mean I, I didn't think Scotland were outstanding tonight. Uh you know, I thought they were a bit kinda not not even can I maybe auto, maybe maybe that's maybe in, to harden them again, you know? Is that
2: you comparing them to the game against England, though, or comparing them against the Scotland team that we know? Because I think if you compare them against to the to the traditional Scotland team over the last few years, I think we did play very well tonight. Maybe not so much in that the middle of the second half, but in general, I think we played very well tonight. If you're comparing us to the game against England, we didn't play as well as we did against England because we would have won tonight if we had played as well as we did against England
0: Graham yeah do um, you know for me I think the midfield was bypassed quite a bit tonight um, I don't think we pressed as much as we did against England I think I don't want to pick on him but I just thought Armstrong was way off the pace tonight I don't know if it's because he's his first game for a while I don't know but I thought he looked just didn't look as good as I hoped they would be. Um, but again, I think you're looking at a very good Croatian side here. You know, everyone before the game said, "Oh, Croatia, are an ageing side. They've not got the legs." But these guys have got experience.
2: Mm-hmm. They were
0: World Cup um, finalists a couple of years ago. This is a talented side. You know, we're not playing against nobody here. Um, and I think Stefan's right. Um, I think Scotland did play quite well tonight. We just again just don't take our chances. Croatia are clinical. Every team we play against so far, apart from England, have been clinical. And we just don't have that. Okay,
1: so I went on to um the the uh, Griffiths on Twitter and basically some guys put up if you if uh, Lee Griffiths was ten percent fit, he would play him. Uh, you know, because Griffiths, for me um it doesn't have to be 100% fit to, to play games, you know, because he's a goal scorer and they can run all day for you. But obviously, you know, that that's, that's by the bye and, and all that. And he's not in the squad and the rest is his as they say, about uh, the tournament. But, you know, like, uh, I mean, we, we had chances at Wembley as well, you know. Um, but m- maybe that's just me and... And all that, you know. But no, but I still can buy that. Griffith should have been in the squad, and I said to Matthew um, on the show a couple of weeks ago as well. If I was Forrest, um, if I, sorry, if I was Griffiths, I, 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 I would be happy. But I know you get Forrest being in the team before me because Griffiths has been fit all season, Well, so, so-called fit all season, being on the bench yet yeah, Forrest has been out all season. He came back and he scored a hat-trick, and he's right in the Scotland squad. So, you know, um, I, I think, I don't know if my point basically scans up with, with you, or Graham when I say that, but I scanned by what I was saying a couple of weeks ago in the locker room uh, on the flag of night, when the squad was even, before the, the squad was even announced, you know, but Maybe
2: that's me. I think it, we need to remember, though, that football is a team sport. And yes, OK, we can say that Lee Griffiths should have been in the squad. I agree. I think he should have been in the squad. Don't think he should have been necessarily in the start in eleven. Maybe bring him out if we need him. Um, but I do think that we need to remember that it's a team sport and that if uh, we did have players up there, we do have players up there that can score goals. And I just don't think that we got them in the right positions or when they were in the right positions, the ball was, wasn't getting played to them.
1: OK, so you're listening to The Locker Room on Indie Live regular. We're here until 12, uh, 12 o'clock tonight. Um, and you can email your viewers on the game at gmail at com, and you can send your comments in. We'll be back soon here on Under Live Regal. Okay, yeah, Stephen. Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm always a wee bit early on these kind of um, shows and and all that, you know. So yeah, but again, yeah, I mean, um, you know that um, my my twelve figures beginning to fill up. About people's comments on on the game and, and all that. Um, oh, obviously, it's a bit of a disappointing night to for Scotland, but I suppose we we need to uh, build on that going into uh, when we start to qualify again for the for the World Cup. And uh, a you're
0: I was listening to the locker room July, at the Euro with post-match reaction. Scotland versus Croatia.
1: And I'm back in the house. Um, Well, the virtual house anyway. Um, I'm joined tonight on uh, Locker Room Accolade Euros. Quite disappointing because this is the very last show. We will hope to go one more show. Well, and hopefully on to the final, maybe, but that's not going to happen this year. Um, so, uh, but we are on air till 12, um, 12, and you can email us, me, myself, me, myself, that doesn't make sense, myself, uh, them, and Stefan. Um, email us your point of, uh, uh, points of view on the game at the locker room in the at gmail.com. Okay, so let's pick up on that conversation that um, I was speaking to you about earlier on, Graeme, I don't know how you feel about that whole debate about Forrest Griffiths and and all that. You know, you, you saw Griffiths at the first game, actually, a wee bit disappointed because he's not on the squad, but I suppose if he's not, as reports go the go way that... If he's not behaving himself well, you know, it's he's not behaving himself. But I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, if it was uh, if it was up to me, and it's not up to me, <laughs> I would scat I would put Griffiths and Forrest in the team because Forrest um, has got pace down the left hand side and, and all that. You know, um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know if you feel a about that, guys. Yeah, I mean, I
0: think, I said last week, I don't like agreeing with Matthew, but his point about Griffiths I agreed with. I've taken him or have had him on the squad. I think the guy would have probably scored at least a couple of goals in this tournament. I think, I was a bit surprised that Forrest didn't get a lot of game time. Um, again, another very good player. And like he you said, he's got pace. That's something that Scotland lack a little bit. And to be honest, see when he came on, I actually thought Ryan Fraser looked all right. He had a bit of pace, had a bit of energy about him. Um, he tried to get involved, but again, never a bit too too little, too late. Um, but I think James Forrest, I, would I have started him tonight? Probably not. But I've, I would have had him on as an impact sub. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, Forrest is
1: one of these players... Um... Skefan, that you can afford to scout Oils, you can afford to bring them on with 20 minutes to go, and you know, like as you say, as you say, Graham, like an impact sub on the game, you know, but obviously it wasn't to be tonight.
2: I thought the, the substitutions tonight were at very strange times. Um, Like I say, I don't watch an awful lot of football, but to me, it just felt like they were doing it just for the sake of doing it, rather than actually making tactical changes. I don't know what you guys think.
1: I mean, I feel, I don't know about you, Glenn, but I know, I know you said this very well go why make a sub, a double sub when you're three one down? It's not as if you're yeah, going
0: to, you know. I, I really didn't understand that. I mean, you're 3-1 down, you're bringing on Kevin but What's he going to do? I mean, yeah, yeah he's, getting a cat for Sco- he's getting a cat for Scotland. Brilliant. But what's he going to do in that time? He can't change the game. I thought it was very, very strange. He should have done it a lot earlier than he did um, when he at least maybe had a chance of getting back in it. But if he went down, the game's done. You're not going to get back in it.
1: No, no. No, definitely no.
2: No, I agree with that. I, I just thought it was, it was very bizarre. Um, and I think that we need to... When When Scotland are playing football, it's always kind of we're always we always seem to be chasing our tails. we always seem to be like, oh we, we should have done this, we should have done that even during the game, we talk about what we should have done and we never talk about what we've what we've actually done and what we've actually achieved and um I'm sure we'll come on to it um, when we're talking later on but I, I think we should actually we need to talk about how well we actually played as well and how well. Um, the people that were on the field from from the very start played because I think that when we have a pretty young team if if we're looking at it we do have a, a pretty young team um, a, certainly a young team compared to Croatia I think that we should have used that to our advantage played the ball a lot more played it longer um, and we did do that at big points during the, the, the game and I think that that is one of the things we should take away and be really proud of.
1: We got um, we we got we got what uh, email in. As I said, you can email us at any time. But this email said um, very very uh, nice. Put. Hi locker room. Hi. Um, the apart from Lee Griffiths, who do you think who uh, who do you think Scotland should should have took? um to the tournament apart from uh, Lee Griffiths. So basically he's asking if there's any more kind of like goal scorers in um I, I don't know if he means that the Scotland you know top flight or you know premiership as well. If there's any other kind of like strikers um like Lee Griffiths that that we should have took to, to this tournament. Graham, um, I don't think there's anybody outstanding out
0: there. Unless Morella for Edwards got a Scottish son somewhere. Um unfortunately not. Um I think I don't know if it was in the squad. The only one I can think of is Lauren Stanklund. But that's mm. probably about it. There's not most of the most of the decent strikers in Scotland are foreigners. You know, we don't have a dearth of outstanding Scottish because unfortunately um, I wish we did but you know we've got what we've got but Franklin's the only one that I can think of that
2: might have made a difference Stefan Um, no comment (laughs) <laughs> I to be honest, I don't I I don't know. I'll be no. completely, I, I can't blag an answer for this one, I'm afraid. I don't know uh, Scottish football well enough.
1: I wonder if uh, Susan Boyle has got a good left foot. I am not
0: absolutely
2: sure. About that one. Um have uh, Frankie Boyle. Yeah. I don't yeah. know, I'm quite good at a toe punt. I can I think I could I, score a few goals from a with well, a toe punt.
1: A toe punt, yeah. David Maybe
2: special. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: but like, that's it. that's like the the problem that we're having. Um, Cause I think the last tournament we were at, I was at school, and I don't know how old everybody else was here, but I think like we always come back to the same question: Where are the goal scorers? And and you know, in Scotland, obviously like John Collins and all that in the past, but even even with them in the team we, we, we never qualify to get the group and we still keep coming back to that same question about we haven't got a goal scorer
0: you know I think even I don't know how old he is but I think even our 60 year old Ali McCoy might have had a couple of goals in this tournament we are yeah. badly badly lacking strikers I mean
2: yep I was kind of hoping that Gordon Strachan that, was going to get subbed like, on at some point to be honest <laughs>
1: He looked, I mean, it it looked, looked board, pretty right? eager. I, I don't think they, they would give gogan crack in the game because we had a shave. It's a personal <laughs> opinion. But, um, no, so, Gorgon, if you're listening to this, no, we, we still love you, you know, um, and, and all that. But, um, yeah, I mean, that, that's the bottom line. I mean, if you don't... This is a stupid thing I'm going to say, it, but hey, I'll say it anyway. If you don't put the ball in the net, you're never going to win. And I, I think that we found that out in this this kind of tournament. But in saying that, we found out the, the 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 net and the the, the kind of the, the kind of like um, the kind of games leading up to this tournament, you know. So I'm I'm not actually sure, you know. I mean, I think like if we could get that sort of kick out, I think we we would be fine. Because I think we've got, a, well, I was going to say I think we've got a decent enough defense, but as in times of the, even at the Holland and Luxembourg game, they, they was a bit, we were a bit kind of shake at the back, you know.
0: Can I just ask a question? What did you? I kind of felt after Monday, I felt the stick of Stephen O'Donnell was harsh. I thought he was outstanding against England. What did you think of O'Donnell tonight?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know about Stefan.
2: I thought he played well. I yeah. thought... The, the, uh, I like it. I don't think he played outstanding, but I think he, he did he did the job he, that he was there to do. Um, and I, I, I can't say... He was. He did a, a memorable performance tonight, but um, I, like you say, I don't think he deserved the stick that he got on on Monday, Friday, Monday.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I thought it was outstanding tonight as, as well. But also, I think he just carried on for he left off from at Wembley though night. You know, um, I, I mean, I, I know that we we spoke about them. Uh, a good team performance in flag and Friday night, but I thought he played well, and as I said, it was kind of out. It was kind of like outstanding to me as well. So, yeah, I mean, I thought I thought he did well. I thought he would learn a lot from that, um, that that experience, uh, like like most of the guys in the, in the squad, you know. But
0: no, I thought I thought he did well. I felt Croatia were kind of to play down more his side, thinking he was the weakest link. But again, I thought he did well tonight. Um, I mean, it could have been a heel against England if that shot Mm -hmm. had gone in. And I thought it was at one point it was in. But I thought, I honestly don't think he's done a lot wrong in this tournament yet. The stick he got after Monday, I thought was extremely harsh.
1: Yeah, yeah. no, I think it was a bit over the top as well. and I think it was a bit over the top about David Marshall and then obviously he pulled over a few wonder saves, and if it wasn't for him, I think the score would have been 4-5-1 or five tonight, because he made a, in fact, he made two outstanding saves in the second half, um, you know, and he actually put his body on the line as well, because if you, if you can remember, the, the incident, the ball came over, and, you know, he, he got on a, a kind of Tango, uh, tango our legs as I say, but it it well
0: there. Just for you to say, Michael. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> How many yeah. beers
2: do you have?
0: Uh, Not enough, I don't <laughs> think.
1: Get, get to five. Um, yeah, so we've got <clears throat> the emails are coming in uh, quick tonight. We got another email through. Um, um, and basically, he was saying an absolute another absolute failure uh, tonight. A bit harsh, but there you go. Um, and <laughs> until we have um, basically, yeah. So it, it's basically saying the same as we we've been saying for a couple of weeks on the show. The like middle, um, you know, back uh, the the middle part looks brilliant, but when the ball goes up top. We've got basically no one up there to put the ball in the net, to put the ball in the net. Say, the in the net. And that's a bit disappointing. But we need to work on that now and we need to build on that because we don't really want to qualify for the Euros and then not qualify for, for the World Cup because I think we've got something to build on here. I yeah, I can
2: got... Sorry, on you go, Graham. No, sorry, on you go, mate. No, I was just going to say, I, I really agree. I think that I'm, I can't wait for the World Cup now because um, I think that we are going to do pretty well. Um, I'll put it out there now. I think we we have a fantastic chance. Um, just because we've learned so much um, going forward, um, I think that we've got a real chance. Mm-hmm. It's the World Cup in Qatar, is that right? Yeah. It's the only oh. World Cup that we'll qualify for because you can't drink at any of the events because it's illegal in Qatar. <laughs> well, Qatar Scotland, probably... Scotland, Scotland is about <laughs> to qualify because you can't drink. Qatar will probably be, Qatar will be roasting
0: hot. Have you seen Scottish folk trying to go on a holiday? They can't get a tan. <laughs> yeah, it's going
1: to
0: work in Qatar. And
1: I'm one of them... <laughs>
0: No, I, I completely agree. I'm actually, I'm excited for the Scotland squad under Steve Clark. I think it's a really good squad and I think at the back, we've got some really good players. At midfield, I think we've got an abundance of talent, but it's getting that striker. It's getting that someone that's going to take the chances that we're getting. If we can get that right, I think we can go somewhere. I really do.
1: Um, Someone else's email goes in. Uh, the email's coming tonight, actually. Uh, locker Room, Indie Live at gmail and th- this email basically said we um amazing to see Scotland get a tournament proud of the team um definitely think we'll be back soon rather than later disappoint disappointing on the score and um, but but couldn't be proud of the of the of the nation tonight and I think like that's that's in the one email that we've got, but I think that's um, you would say if you you know interviewed a lot of the cat like, army, they would say that as well.
2: Yeah, I think so. I think we have people are really proud and you could see that. <laughs> like how many how many teams celebrate a draw? Like Yeah. <laughs> like England literally were on their knees, they left their stadium, the England fans were booing them. And Scotland were walking around the pitch clapping to their fans like we'd just won the World Cup. Like, we expect to lose. That's what Scotland expects to lose. We just, take... so when we do draw, it's fantastic. Like, obviously, we're gutted tonight, but we were all realistic at the same time. And I think that we are really proud of our boys and our girls because don't forget, Scotland, uh, Scotland's women's football team are much better than our men's team when it comes to world rankings
0: yeah of course do
1: you know what's
2: what's hilarious do you know what's hilarious right I
0: went on social media on Friday after the game and you've got England fans on that Scotland fans are a no-no draw how bad is that they got a DVD of a competition they didn't even win because they beat Panama 6-1 really
1: But of course, we we won the Killing Cup, so, you know, we, we won a cup, and, <laughs> <you> know, <it's, laughs> even though that didn't mean nothing. But hey, we'll take it. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um. So, yeah, I would say that's a big success for us. But um. so, yeah, hunt, right, because the Women's World Cup, I mean, they, they actually did well a few years ago if it wasn't for the dodgy uh, VAR decisions. I think we would have went far in that tournament, you know, but um, but hopefully they'll get back to the World Cup, go goose- sleep goose- like the men as well. And hopefully after this, it will get more people engaged in football. Um, but before, because obviously in Glasgow, like you've got the fan zone and all that, you know, and just by watching the team, um, there's a bit of, as Paul Mitzke used to say, there's a bird about the place." you know, trying to get excited about the team and trying to get more people kind of like engaged to watch Scotland like take up football as well.
2: I think that is really important message actually because um, me and my husband were actually arguing earlier on because he doesn't he watch football. He doesn't he follow football. It's just like it's a bunch of straight men kicking them all about a pitch, and I'm like, yeah, but it's, it's yeah, okay, it is. But there's bound to be a gay player out there that's just not come out yet. But at the end of the day, it's not about that. It's about the fact that, especially I think this tournament more than anything else, a lot more people are engaged with it. Yeah. And a lot more girls and a lot more women are engaged with it. And I think that's really, really important because we need to remember that we do have two national teams. And I'm really happy that we've seen people on the the, the news presenters talking about the Scotland's men's team when they're referring to the football and not just the Scottish national team because we do have two national teams. We've got the men's team and we've got the women's team. Arguably, we've got more than that if you take into the, the take into account disability national teams as well. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really good that football can be played by the majority of people. Um, no matter your ability, you can play football. And I think that we've seen support for football go across the way in terms of engaging different people from different backgrounds. And I think that's something to be celebrated.
1: Do you think that uh, going back to the game for a minute, Graham? Do you think that Billy Gilmore will make a, a distance? Can they?
0: Do we have to go back to the game.
1: Yeah, um, sorry.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I think he. <laughs> one last I question. I said, I, no, I said, on Fre- I said on Friday what I like about Gilmore is he's a young laddie that is happy to come and demand the ball of more experienced players. And I really like that. Um, I think he's mature for his age. Um, I think he's good on the ball. I think, I know it was only a friendly, but that game against Luxembourg, he came on. And within the five minutes, he was driving at people and making a chance. I think he would have made a massive difference tonight. I think he would have given us that, you know, that bit of grit, that bit of steel. I think he would have passed the ball really well. And I think he was a massive miss tonight. But going back to what Stefan said there a minute ago, I think this tournament's been brilliant because it's brought people that don't really like football together. Mm -hmm. And I've been, where I live, where I live, I'm seeing Scotland flags outside windows. I'm seeing folk with Scotland stuff in their car. I had my um, daughter down here watching the game with me on Friday. She was getting into it. And I think that's brilliant. I think it's brought everyone together. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, no, no. I think it's brought the whole nation together. And obviously off the back of the lockdowns and, Locked down four four hundred and fifty five. Um, I think we're up to now, you know, I, I, I really I, I really let people look forward to, to something as well, you know. And um, as you say, everybody's getting behind the national team and something to look forward to as well. I mean, even even at um even at playing with the schools this week, uh, or last week, so they against Czech Republic, they were watching the football in school. Now that was brilliant. Uh, when I was at school, um, the gig and hover TV. No, the, we, we 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 weren't. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, but I just showed you that the, you know, just to just to get them a they can, kind of like young eggs and and kind of like beg them in, if you, if you see them in and hopefully one day they'll they'll be playing for the women's or the men's or the the disability key, uh, football team because.
0: You know, Graham. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's any chance that any woman can maybe put on maybe a wig or something and play for the men's team. If they got a decent striker, they might get a goal.
2: <laughs> they've got quite a few decent strikers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and Yeah, I mean, because when you mentioned it there, Stefan, and obviously we're here to speak about the men's A-team, but a big shout out to the disability team as well, because they've did well in recent years with the cerebral palsy football team as well, and they they don't get the recognition that they should, you know. Um, obviously, that's for another show and another debate, and I know how me and you feel passionate about this kind of issue, but I, I don't feel though like it's been highlighted enough in, in, the, in the media.
2: No totally. and I think like you say that's a, it's another conversation for another show but um, disability football is so interesting and, and it, it, it's so diverse like football can be diverse. I'm, I, I've got, a, as you know, Michael, I'm from a swimming background. I was a swimmer. Um, I was born with my lower right arm missing um, I was never that good at football. Um, the only time that I ever liked playing football was because I used to hit the ball with my we arm and say, it can't be a handball. I've not got a hand on that arm. <laughs> um, I, I used to enjoy doing that and making folk giggle. But do you know what? We we do need to make sure that there the is sports, that every sport out there is accessible to everybody um, in some way, shape or form. And it's good to see that football's heading in that direction too.
1: Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, hopefully we can build on this as well and don't go back the way. You know, the, the only way is up. As I say, and that's not coming. Yeah, that that's not coming on tonight. By way, the only way is up. But I'm I'm just kind of saying that when that's for when we win the World Cup,
2: I'm I sure might... me and Graham could probably give it a crack.
0: Yeah, I actually... will give it. A, I would give it a try.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean uh I'm in the mood but I'm in and I yeah you can take over for the next guy if you want and I can uh go go home. Well I was gonna say go home, but I'm home by right now but uh yeah. But you can You make, know where you are, Michael. Uh, yeah <laughs> yeah. Who was playing to me again? Um okay, so <laughs> you you can email us in at the locker room and derive at gmail.com, and I think that we've got other request coming up for the red wall of uh, Cumbler tonight, uh, if I can see that right, Jerry. Um, I can, I'm on
0: the webcam. you like Father Ted or Father Jack,
1: <laughs> Mrs. Doyle. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm on, I'm on. Welcome back to the Locker Room at the Euros on Indie Live. We've been here since um, last week uh, commenting on Scotland's games. Obviously, Scotland get beat tonight by three goals to one uh, at, at Hamden Park against Croatia, and that means... I'm sorry to say that we're out of another championship. But hey, at least we got there. At least we got to the big party. Um, but we never got any any of the birthday cake, if that makes sense. I don't know. Who's making that up? Um, so you, you can email <laughs> us at the locker room. I, I can do what I want. Listen, this is our last show for a well. Wait say about that are we you know um email us at the locker room and at gmail.com so um and we've had a few emails already keep them coming we're here until midnight 12 o'clock um we're joined tonight by Graham and Stefan tonight to pick the bones out of the game and maybe can look forward to. Hey, the World Cup um as well. Um but a disappointing night for Scotland, but good achievement for, for them to get to our tournament, Stefan.
2: Yeah, it is. Um we've 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 we to be here. We've played really, really well. And I think it's it's good to know that England are the only team that couldn't beat Scotland in this this group. Yeah, exactly,
1: yeah. I wonder, how long, <laughs> I wonder how long you were going to um, come up with that one, yeah, but, uh, yeah, well, we will we'll join you here on Indy I think we can get away with that on this particular station. So, hey, there we go. Well done, Stefan, yeah. Um, only took you about another nine minutes to come up, to come up with that. Uh, well, it
2: took me a while to
1: think of it, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, So, um,
0: what's your overall thoughts on the tournament, uh, Grim? I don't actually think we've played that badly, to be honest. I think the Croatia, the Czech Republic game—I think we said before the game that was the one we needed needed to win. Obviously, we didn't, but I thought we played all right in that game. It's just, you know, again, we've lost two daft goals. We've not taken our chances. The England game, I thought they were excellent. I really did. thought the team was brilliant. Formation was brilliant. We had a goal. And then again tonight, I don't actually think we played that badly. Um, but again, when you leave players with time and space, the quality Croatia I've got, you're going to get punished. We didn't take our chances. They did. And, you know, fair play to Croatia. They're through. Am I disappointed? Yes. But I'm positive about Scotland for the future.
1: And I don't want to use this uh, cliche that the same football of the week every time you turn on the telly, it's fine it's fine margins. But it was a fine margin tonight because, as you say, and Graham said as well, and I think everybody says said this, if you don't take your chances, you can't win the game. It's a bit like saying that I want to win a raffle prize, but... Um, I don't buy a raffle ticket, so I won't win a prize, if that really makes sense, and that's the same mm-hmm. with football.
2: Well, I think we did buy our raffle tickets to, well, this tournament. I just think we forgot to put them in the bag to be picked out um, mm-hmm. to continue that. <laughs> um, do you know, we had so many good chances, and w- more chances than I've, than I've seen us have, and a long 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 time and we did we just didn't finish it we just weren't as clinical um when we did t- have those chances there were they were always rushed or there were they were um glitches and we didn't really know we had the ball and then we had the ball and then it happened and then we we're like oh we just missed it. what a great chance um so we just we need to be more clinical and i think that the the more time this squad spends together, um, under the fantastic leadership that I think it's got at the moment, the better. And I think, um, like Graham says, we've we've got a lot of good football to come from Scotland.
1: I think um, we've got an email here, and as the words it summed up, it says, "Been here lots of times. Good luck, Croatia." And that, that's all it says. But to me, Graham, that kind of sums it up from a Scotland's point of view.
0: Yeah, I think he's absolutely right. I mean, I, I thought after tonight I was going to be disappointed. Um, I am a little bit that we've gone out. But I'm proud of the performance. And I think, see, when I look back to, like, I think it was under Alec McLeish when we had that game against Italy that we had to qualify for the I think a World Cup or European Championships, I think it was. And we came so close and got knocked out by a goal that, you know, they got a goal from a corner they shouldn't have, or a free kick they shouldn't have got. I was gutted. I don't feel quite as gutted today. I think the players were, you know, they put on a performance in this tournament. And as you said, I'd rather be in it than not. Um, and yeah. see when you think about it. See when you think about a guy like Billy Gilmore, this guy is going to have a massive future for Scotland in that midfield, and that excites me.
2: My friends just texted me saying that Scotland were never in it for the long time; they were only in it for a good time, and I think that sums up <laughs> sums up quite well. They've only there for the party. <laughs> Trust us again to make our first tournament when uh, sixty thousand fans can cram into Hamden. But I mean, I would. I,
1: I, but I would rather have a wee bit of fans and no fans at the games.
2: Well, by the sounds of it, it didn't sound like there was. Um, it sounded, sorry, it sounded like the the place was packed. Know, the atmosphere. Yeah. Um, my one of my friends was in um, Wembley, and she was saying that she couldn't believe how how loud, um, even the small amount of Scotland fans that were in Wembley, that they were able to. Outsing half the, the
1: English fans at times Yeah, yeah, no it would, would have been some atmosphere to go to the two games as, as well um, you know, so but I mean, I suppose that we've just got to move on build on this bit learn again um, from weird mistakes and I don't think to them there was a lot of mistakes that We could look back in 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 this tournament. I think the only mistakes that that we we've got to learn is putting the ball in the net.
0: (laughs) I I agree with that, but I think the goals that we conceded in this tournament, I think were all avoidable. To be honest, Um, if you look at that Republic game, it's a decent ball in, but we don't defend it well. The second goal, Martial had a lot of criticism, and I think some of it, I think, is right. It shouldn't have been that far out of the goal. Mm. And again, I think, again, I think tonight, I think that first goal is avoidable. You know, the second goal from Modric, we've left the guy in so much space, and he's going to punish you. And then the third goal, it's a glancing header. It's a good header, but again, we've got to defend that better. I think we need to defend these situations better, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I wanted to come on the next thing in Yes Sir I Can Boogie and I'm gutted that I can't do that now. But, you can go so, do that. Well, I probably could. Yes sir, I can boogie but I need a certain song. There we go. Um, hey! Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. But, You've won a cool nah, cover. I mean, I've, I've, honestly, I've, I've loved watching Scotland at this tournament. I think mm. it's been brilliant. I think I've got to, my son's got to watch it with me, my girl's got to watch it with me. You know, I didn't think I would have that for a long time. So, yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely buzzing that we got there and I'm not overly disappointed. I
1: think, going back to Stefan's point earlier on, like, I think it's got the nation, um, it's brought the nation together, especially after the year that we've had about, you know, coronavirus and people actually, loved ones actually dying in their own their own families and kind of like bringing them back together and you know um, something to wake up in the morning and say well we've got a big game to against England or Croatia or, or Czech Republic you know Um but I, th- I think it was good Skyfan as well because it puts Scotland on the map a wee bit because going back to your earlier point and I'm going to like speak about it this now a, a wee bit about the kind of English media, the mm-hmm. being a bit biased in a way. Um, and, I mean, too rightly like, so, I mean, because the Scottish media are quite biased as well, and too rightly like, they, they so, because we in Scotland game, we support Scotland. But, like, from on the build-up to the England game, um, on Friday, all you saw was interviews by, you know, the Andy Robertson and Kevin Tierney, yeah. Um, and I say this on the show flag, and they right after the game that you were lucky if Nesbitt or McGregor or O'Donnell really get a mention or um, an interview before the game because they actually like play in Scotland, um, yeah. and they don't realize that we have got brilliant players playing in a brilliant country like Scotland. But they give us them that all the Scottish players are playing with Arsenal and Mandu, you, know, like at uh, Matt Tomlin and all that and and down south. But I don't think that's right in in a way. No, and
2: it, it it goes back to the unfairness within the the British media towards Scotland in general. We are not uh, a, a nation of equals when it comes to the um, the the media side of things. Well, when it comes to a lot of things, but that's another argument for another day. But when it comes to the when it comes to to sport, when it comes to when Scotland and England and Wales and Northern Ireland and Ireland are playing things, um, whether it be against each other or whether it be completely separate, even if it's just friendlies, the Scotland and Wales games get a very brief mention. Then they talk about how amazing England was, or how devastatingly poor England played, or this about England and that about England. And it and it's not fair. And then when it comes down to when they do actually talk about Scotland, like you say, they focus on the players that their audience in England oh. know because they play for English teams. And they don't focus on the our the fantastic players in Scotland that play for some of the smaller teams like Livingston, Dundee and Partick Thistle, like we have got some incredible players that deserve to, to be known and it would also help their careers. Maybe they would play for bigger teams, maybe they would be more successful if they were given even an opportunity to be interviewed by these, by these big news channels, but they don't seem to take them.
1: Now, I know, I know we're talking about a series topic here, but I just got a, a message from the producer of the show, and I don't know if he's trying to be funny or whatever, but like, the, the next song that we've lined up for you is On The Way Up. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I suppose On The Way Up after tonight's tournament. But yeah, I mean, going back to what you were saying, Stefan, you know, I really got annoyed with the coverage that the kind of English media gave to the kids and national team in the build-up and obviously this is a one for another show, Graham, but I was really getting annoyed when the qualifying games was on and you get English uh, England games on STV and you get Scotland games on Sky. But the way I look at it is that people, not everybody can afford Sky. So, no. you know, a lot of people would be missing out on the national team, Um, only getting to see the highlights, you know. Um And, you know, I'm not kind of anky, anky English or whatever because I've got family stays kind of like down there. But I don't feel it's kind of right that... Um, you know, Scotland has to be second best, if you know what I mean, with, with Sky. and you know, But um, I suppose that it comes back down to more power for Scotland. And, you know, when we get independence, um, obviously I'm going off topic a hell of a lot here, um, but um, then we would be on our own desk in there about when, where we control the games and what channels and stuff.
0: Right, I'm glad you brought the stuff about the media, right? Because we get people saying, "Oh, you're a Scottish fan, you don't like England, and all that kind of stuff." See, for me, it's never been about the England players or the manager; it is the media. Mm-hmm. They hype the team up so much. They like two weeks. I'm not going to name anyone, but two weeks ago, go on, They were talking. No, no, they were two weeks ago. They were talking about a game. And they were talking about Scotland and as you said they only mentioned Kieran Tierney, Andy Robertson, Scott Mctominy Yeah. I don't think yep. they knew anyone else in that Scotland squad. Yeah, that's You've right, also man. got yeah. what what really annoys me right now, no matter what game it is, it's on TV, it could be Germany, Hungary, it could be anybody, the own they will mention England. Yesterday, during half time in the Belgian game, I think it was, they spent 10 minutes talking about England. They never talked Mm -hmm. about Scotland, they never talked about Wales, it was all about England. And what annoyed me was, they were talking about the Billy Gilmore situation and how it affects England. Why would they do
1: that?
0: It had nothing to do with them. This was about Belgium and whoever it was they were playing, but they spent 10 minutes talking about England. That is what frustrates people. It's nothing Mm -hmm. about the players or the manager, it's the media. I'm glad yeah. you I'm I'm
1: glad you brought brought that point up because I won't mention the kind the, the company's name because I get into trouble for, for mentioning the, the company by a certain member of this company the last time. Um so I won't do it. But um I was watching um the news today and um the 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 they, they, they mentioned Gilmore, how he's out of tonight's game. For two minutes, and then for the next ten minutes, they were talking about the England players that has to isolate. Now, to me, and the by girls, that saw that you can email in or comment. back to me, I thought they were trying to blame go Gilmore for them. For oh, one hundred
2: percent. I I know exactly what you're talking about, and I seen that too. And I I felt exactly the same. I could not believe it that they 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 didn't talk about the. Like he's actually tested positive. He's not come into contact with somebody. He is actually tested positive. They didn't talk about his health. They didn't wish him well. They didn't make like say, Oh, I hope he's okay. They didn't do anything about that. They just said, Oh, a Scotland player is tested positive. Um Scotland players aren't having to self-isolate, but two England players are. How is this fair? Blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, Are you joking? Well, one the two England players play with that Scotland player and they stood and spoke really closely face-to-face for a long time after the game, gave each other hugs, gave each other kisses on the cheek. That is why those two players are having to self-isolate, not because of any other reason. No, no other Scot- no, None of the Scotland players were doing that with each other because they were told not to do that with each other. I just think it's absolutely ridiculous. And it, like Graham says, it's the media. The media winds me up something rotten because they just... Um, and that's why I've started my new podcast, because I feel like the the, the mainstream media, online and um, the traditional medias, they're so biased towards or anti, anti-Scottish. It's unreal. And they don't do it on purpose. They do it because that's just the way that their brain is programmed because England and Scotland are two separate countries the broadcasters are all based in London, they're all based they're England centric, they're London centric and they don't see Scotland as being in their sight, in their vision we're an afterthought, just like Wales is an afterthought and that is what winds us up, the players England has some fantastic players Gareth Southgate has done fantastic with them, they've played some really good football but the reason that I support Scotland and anybody that's playing England is because of the media, and I'll probably get some stick for saying that. But it's true; it's because of the media. I don't want England to do well because I'll never hear the end of it. Mm-hmm.
1: No, I, I think I think you're right. I think you're not the first person to say that, Stefan. About they they don't mind the team, but it's the media they mm-hmm. they kind of hype it. They kind hype it up in a way, and. It, it kinda of really put puts it off. You know, and I think the last thing that I would say on this issue is when you're watching a certain T V channel and and they, they, they I love how
2: you say that. We all know what you're talking about, but <laughs> you're not naming them.
1: <laughs> no, no, that, that's right. No. Um no, cause I I get a bit of stick for saying that flag like, you know, right? So I think mean, what I'm saying and and plus I'm I'm doing about w I, I work for them so so um but but don't cut me off for, for that Stefan as well. But when you're watching a program, they forget it's going out 'cause the whole the whole of the UK, but they think it's only going out to England. Mm-hmm. If, if you get I mean, then that really annoys me. Um especially when it comes up to football tournaments or, or Wimbledon when you had the Tim Henman and now you've got Andy Murray, but Andy Murray is British until he gets put out there right enough and then they become Scottish. <laughs> we we all we all know that one, you know. But obviously that that's um for you know a different subject for a different show. But yeah, I mean I, I I mean, Scotland deserved a lot of credit after Friday night at Wembley, but I guess say it was all that they weren't, you know, shown it enough, you know. And I suppose when when you listen to some of the other pundits at the weekend, they said, well, we could afford to pick up a point. And I was like, well, <laughs> you're going to say that anyway, but if you, if you won the game, you would say, well, we were the better team. You know, so I don't think you, you can win. And it's a wee bit frustrating from a Scottish kind of like point of view. I mean, they, they don't do the same thing to, to Wales. Well, maybe I've missed it, but I've not saw it, you know, like on the TV or or, or regular shows as well,
0: you know. Before the game on Friday, you had pundits saying, this will be comfortable. England will win this three or four. They yeah, completely yeah. they completely yeah. wrote Scotland off. Yep. Yeah. And I think I mean Scotland were gonna be up for that. It wouldn't no matter what it was, tiddly links, cricket, whatever, they were gonna be up for that. It's Scotland, England. Mm-hmm. They treated it like a derby, like it should be. Mm-hmm. And England the way that the way that Scotland is portrayed as after the media they've got no talent. Half the team that is in half the team that plays for Scotland plays in the premiership. That is not a bad Scotland team. And they completely wrote Scotland off.
2: Mm-hmm. They,
0: you know, after the game, it's all, oh, how bad were England? England were
2: terrible. I know. No, I was just about Scotland, to say that Scotland made,
0: Scotland made them look average because Scotland were up for it, and that's what mm-hmm. annoys me. We don't yeah. get the credit we
1: deserve. And and I think as well, guys, um, that don't forget that we nearly beat England going for the game But obviously, I, I've spent the past year speaking about this, but. About uh, a mistake on that part, we could have won two know that game.
2: I think we would have won more than that, to be honest. How many chances did we have um, compared to how many chances England had? I think if if we had scored every chance we would gotten, um, it would have been a, a record-breaking uh, football game. Uh.
1: Oh, I've just passed out here because I've just saw something (laughs) on Twitter that um, I can't believe I'm saying this.
0: Are you allowed to share it with us?
1: Some give, yeah. (laughs) I I, I, some give put up on Twitter, right? I'm not going to read the whole comment, right? But they they just said, "Okay, that's it. Clark must go." What? Not a chance. And I'm thinking. That's the first tournament we've been to in so many years. Okay, we never got the performance tonight, but I mean, uh, oh God. I mean, I, I'm I'm a bit speechless for the first time in my life. I think because was it was it,
0: was it real was it Rio Ferdinand that posted that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: this this is actually from a kind of Scottish journalist. Um he, he worked for a newspaper uh, in Scotland, but he's just putting that up, and I'm thinking, "Well, come on, you know,
2: like get get him to come on and justify his uh, justify it." Then does but, he say what? Does he say why? But the, yeah, but I mean,
1: uh, I mean, Michael it,
0: Stern. I mean, Michael
1: it's, Stern. It's, but the thing is as well, like the, the point is. If we won tonight and if we qualified, he would be not tweeting that, he would be tweeting or cracks Crack to get MBE. You know, so why you see he basically coming out and saying that? So yeah, I mean that the tweet goes on to say that uh, you know, we had a one um, one old um so disappointed with the performance tonight, um co COVID has made the subs eleven one or two one but um I, I need I need to read this in more detail when we going to a about music. But I can't believe I'm reading that. That that's I hope he gets criticized for that actually because that's not that's not fair. <laughs> would they rather have would they rather have cake go in back and do four six zero. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we might score then, but no, I mean that, that's <laughs> but, uh, but like that's not the point. The point is like why did you put this up, you know, and and stuff. So, I mean, it's the same old story about like you can't please a lot of people at the end of the day because you always got to get these cynics
0: sim- out there, you know. You know what? That to me is just someone who's trying to get likes, or trying to get hits on on Twitter. That's yeah. not the fan base for me.
1: Yeah, and uh, Jerry's put it up in the comments, so yeah, that that's uh that. Uh, I suppose that's what Jerry's there for on the ball, being the, uh a quick producer. So yeah, um, it's his comments. so we we can all read it now. It's uh, up on um, up on the monitor. Oh, that's
0: album.
1: Yeah, um, but I'm, I'm, yeah, I mean, I mean this, this guy went to all the Scotland games as well, not to work, but being a, a supporter,
0: you know. Someone's just said, someone, someone's just said sober up, mate.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I think that's a polite way of putting it, you know, I mean, he's only got four comments, but... By the time we got to twelve comment, uh, by the time we got to midnight, I think well they'll have about twenty four comments.
0: know the, the only place Clark needs to go is his holidays. That's all he has to go.
1: Well, I mean, like So, so he's saying get rigged. Preferably a crack.
2: to a green list country.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, he's saying that they get crack, right? But who else would you get in there because? If a new manager were coming tonight, I'm only saying this by way, he would come up with the same issues that Skippy Clark's come comes up with. So, you know, so I don't know where he's getting up from. I think let's get Shelly Let's get Kerr. <laughs> I think he's another, been at another tournament. I think he, yeah. <laughs> I think he's been at the pub all week. <laughs> I mean, what a, what a stupid comment to make? I mean, I know it's half 11 at night, but can I swear? No, OK. Um, But that, that's just, yeah, that's just terrible. That, that's, to me, as a part-time fan. To be fair, Michael, he's done his job because he's got us talking about it. Well, yeah, uh, of course, yeah. And he's got another four people <laughs> talking about it on Twitter, yeah. Like, Discovered the pub laughing up his sleeve saying, I see the guys in India Live It's been about for half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, sorry, guys. That really got to me there. But yeah, so I, I can't remember what we were talking about there. <laughs>
0: That's completely um, done you, hasn't it? It's yeah, done aye.
1: Aye, exactly. Um, so, um, yeah, so what would you take out of the tournament then? Um, then, like, looking back at what, it, what would you say, uh, well, I would say your high but what would you say was a, a kind of positive thing?
0: Um, the fact that we didn't leave the tournament having not scored, that would have been gutting if we'd left the tournament having not got a goal. Um, mm. I, think, I think there's a lot of positive to take I really do I think there's been a lot of good performances I think the nation has come together um, actually I think having fans back at the stadium has been, has been absolutely brilliant to be honest because I wasn't sure that was going to happen yeah. um, no, I'm, I think it's been very positive I really do Okay so
1: you're listening to Indy Live Radio we're here till midnight Okay, you're listening to the final part of Indy live uh not uh indie Live Regal the locker room at the Euros, and if you want to email us in your point of view on the game or the games, um you can do so at in uh, locker room lives at gmail dot com. That's a locker room. Andylive uh, at gmail.com. Graham was actually speaking to us there um, about his um, what what you really enjoy at the Euros. And I mean, I, I really enjoyed the fans getting back in at the Euros because if it wasn't for the fans, there would be no atmosphere and it would be a bit kind of dull. Because I mean, we, we saw it all season. Uh, up here in Scotland and in, in England, when you were watching the games, you could hear every kick of the ball because there wasn't any fans in, in the ski game. Uh, I, I don't know about
2: Stefan. I think. I, I Do you know what? What I like the most about this, this tournament is that it actually feels like we're getting back to some kind of normality. Even though there was fan there wasn't. Full stadiums. I the options to have the fake uh, fans um, on the the, the uh, TV last year. I thought was just it was rubbish because it was so obvious that there was just somebody pushing a button when, like there was outrage or whatever, and it was like oh. Whereas now it feels like it's actually well, it doesn't feel it is real again. It's almost like watching a sitcom that you know that that. There isn't really; they're not filming in that episode in front of a live audience because of the canned laughter. Um, so I think I've just enjoyed being able to watch the football and listen to the football and know that there's real people there enjoying a, a good sport again, um, and we're getting back to some type of normality. I think yeah.
0: today they said. I
2: think today they said there was going to be
0: sixty thousand at the semi-finals and the final at Wembley.
2: Yeah, although I also seen today that they were talking about moving the final to Rome because of the Delta variant um, rising here in the, the UK.
1: Apparently, um, I'm, I'm looking at Twitter here as well. And another dig at Scotland coming... This came from Sam Matterface. Um, and basically, he was saying Scotland has went into isolation.
0: Um, you know, again, this, this is the this is the frustration. Again, it's the media; it's just constant. I honestly can't wait till England go out because they'll have a meltdown when they do.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, imagine that, like the say that the see that um for against Wales or you know whatever. Um, so there you go, just kind of a pop at Scotland. So do you know but, what yeah.
0: do you know what else I've actually do you know what else I've actually thought yeah. about the, the Euros this year? Yeah. And I didn't actually I didn't actually think I would. But VAR has actually worked quite well.
2: See yeah. I, I'm I'm gonna probably be controversial here. I think in um, V is actually brilliant for football because I found and you'll have anybody that goes on my Twitter will have seen even today, today, I felt that Croatia especially in the last 20 minutes, spent more time lying about on the ground than they did actually playing football. And that is one of the things that really puts me off football a lot of the time, because I just can't be bothered with it. I'm just like, get up, get on with it. This is a sport, and lying on the floor is not part of football. So I'm actually glad that VRA came in. And I think that, obviously, there there was a lot of issues to start with. But I always knew that once it got settled in and once it, um, was embedded and people got used to it, that it would work well. So I'm really glad that you've said that, Graham. because I think that that this tournament it has shown that it does work and it does make football a much better game to watch. I'm not... Controversial, but there you go. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah controversial.
1: yeah, controversial, because I'm going to say that even though that you and Graham as agreed with each other, I'm gonna go the opposite way, and I'm not, I'm not too keen, and I'm not very sold on the idea of VR. Um, I've not, you know, like VR is supposed to be like a quick decision and and all that. Not ten minutes there, and you say, well, okay, yeah, we'll we'll give a fill, um, but I need to run over to a TV monitor and, and double check. Maybe maybe that's me being a bit negative again, but I don't feel, though, that... Um, maybe the, I will walk through time, but at the moment it does nothing for me. Um, it brings nothing to the game. It just kind of slows the game down.
0: You know what I find quite funny, though? There's a certain team that pays Peter Walton money to tell me something I knew five minutes before. <laughs> no, I've got to... Like,
1: OK, I disagree with you there, there but I'm going <laughs> to agree with you, right? When you're watching TV, right, and we all know what TV company that you work for, right? Um, I'll mention BT Sport, right? And before they go over to Peter Walton, they say, I was never a fellow, never a fellow. And then, as soon as he says that's a foul, when they come back to the commentators, they say, "Ah, yeah, yeah, you're right, Peter. I was definitely <laughs> a foul there." <laughs> I just think that was a bit two faced, but a bit funny as well. <laughs> um, Jez uh, was saying that the coping that the fans yesterday to get the game was amazing. Um, but, actually um, I would,
0: actually I was gonna say this. Do you know what? The be- one of the, the best things about the tournament so far has been the reaction of the fans at the Denmark game after what happened to Christian Eriksson I said this last week. Yeah. When the Finland fan when the Finland fans started singing Christian and the Denmark fans started singing Eriksson that was extremely powerful. Mm-hmm. And it was brilliant to listen to.
1: I think that that would be I high I kind of highlight in the low point um in the same sentence if that makes sense for the whole yeah. tournament, and I think like a lot of people might want Demat to win the whole tournament now because of what's happened uh, to Christian election, and, and we've got to say that he's out of hospital now as well, and um you know and. I think like the match a was done well that, that day to scot the game. I've got no idea why they came back on after forty-four minutes that didn't make any sense at all. <laughs> you know, 'cause you they were only playing ten minutes and then they were off again for half time. But that's a year for a thing. Um but I think a lot of people might want Dermat to win the Euros at um, you know, the whole tournament. Because of what's happened to Ericsson as well, so yeah. Um, you've,
2: you've I think yeah, Like you, so sorry, I was just going to say, I think you're dead right to to congratulate that um, referee that day. Um, mm. he, Christian Eriksson had barely hit the ground, and he was going crazy with his whistle, like get over here now. This is like not just a, your ordinary tackle um he need like he needs assistance now like the fact that there was nobody near him and he just dropped like a sack of potatoes like it was I couldn't but when I was watching I was just like oh my god and you could see and it was it was awful absolutely awful um and people listening know which channel carried that and I think it was disgusting the way that they, they didn't cut away from it. I know that wasn't just that channel's fault. It was also UEFA's fault. They were in charge of the coverage. But um, no players, and you've probably talked about this already on previous shows, um, no players and friends of a man whose heart has stopped should have to stand around and shield
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, yeah. that that man from the media. It's yeah. utterly disgusting. And that, it's just, it was absolutely shocking. But I'm so glad to, that... Not only did the referee act fast and quick, um, um, but I'm just glad that he's okay and they were able to to get him back. But like you say, I cannot believe that that game was not just suspended and mm. to play another day. Like it's not like they'd played 80 minutes of the game. they'd only played what 20 25 minutes of the game. They could have easily just waited um, suspended the game and played it the next day or something. Um, But yeah, I'm glad that Ericsson's okay. I don't know if you noticed, but yesterday, a streaker
0: ran on the pitch. And bizarrely, they managed to cut that. But they couldn't cut the Ericsson feed. See,
2: I would much rather see that. (laughs) It it depends who the streaker is, to be fair. That is is very true, yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) By the way... um... Uh, I'm just reading some comments here on, on Twitter as well as listening to, to you guys. but Don't read them, but, Michael. You get upset. Yeah, well, well, <laughs> you, well, you're going to get upset in a minute when I read this one because I can't believe I'm seeing this. Um, from Mr. Grump, uh, from Mr. Happy. Sorry, Roy Keane.
0: Oh, I know what you're going to say.
1: Apparently, he's here after the England game tonight that they were talking about Billy Gilmore and he says, so this is so basically this is turning turning into Billy Gilmore's fault now, I think. And he says, why would you want to speak to an opponent player for over 20 minutes? I don't care if he's in he's your uh club teammate or not. I'm 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 not very really happy about him speak to him um yeah. So, but again, going back to what I was saying earlier on, that they're trying to blame Billy Gilmore for this. Now, to be fair to to Billy Gilmore, he didn't know that he had COVID at the time. So, I don't think you can you can blame somebody for for not knowing that. No, before. and it just it just
2: shows you this disease, this virus, it. It's non-discriminative. It, it, could, it's, it attacks anybody and everybody. And you don't know if you've got it unless you're testing yourself, and you're getting tested regularly. You don't know you've got it. Now, the Scotland or all the players in, in these games are probably some of the most tested people on the planet right now because of the regimes that they've got to be in uh, that are in place. Now, if he's managed to slip through the net, then any of us can. So I think it just highlights the importance that we should all be making sure that we're taking a couple of tests a week to make sure that we're not carrying anything and passing it on to people that we don't know about. And nobody can blame Billy for this. It's not his fault. Um, As far as I'm aware, he hasn't done anything stupid or anything daft and gone out to a party or um, broken any rules that he's contracted this. He's just been going around his day-to-day business, doing his own thing um, within the rules, within the restrictions, and he's caught COVID. You can't blame him for that. But, like we've said, the media are, are having it, at, um, going for him for it.
1: Yeah, I know, exactly. I mean, I would be interested to see if it was a Belgium player speaking to somebody after the game. Would, would they have the same reaction? Maybe not. Maybe I don't know, but I don't think you know. And that you know, I think like, they're doing something completely opposite here that we were we were talking about. You know, not giving, um, not speaking about Scottish players in a way that they should have. But yet they're picking on uh, we we Billy Gilmore, at uh, play for, you know, like Chelsea, and then is looking at his talents that. They're kind of picking on him in a way because he's got COVID. I mean, that's the way I see it and I might be out of order when I say that, but I guess it was thought it's a bit unfair.
2: They probably would have said the same if it was a Belgian player, purely because Belgium's in the EU and the English media <laughs> don't like the EU. <laughs> we, we've got
1: 10 minutes left of, of the show um, but before we wrap up tonight. Um what I would say at this point was the locker room is going to be off for a few weeks. We're going to be back in the end of July for the new season. we uh, going to be on every flag night between 6 and 7 uh, o'clock at night. And we're going to have different uh, pundits on like, like we had for the European coverage. Uh Well, Scockeys at Scotland get the Euros. And I've really enjoyed this years um uh debates on on Indy Live. Uh so I'm gonna say thanks to the team in a wee minute because we, we have really pulled us off and um I'm, I'm happy that um it's came to um, for this, uh, it's been in the making for a well while. We, we didn't suddenly wake up and say, Oh, yeah, okay, Scotland's at the Euros. Quick, we must do some chores We, we had to work on that and make we pulled it off. So well, well done. So, t- 10 minutes to go on the show. Graham's a half fan. So, I'm, I'm just the gonna Huff ask, you that, you? Yeah, uh, yeah, sorry, mate. So, I'm just gonna <laughs> ask you, this. I'm looking forward to half in the big boys league again. Um, are you looking forward to it?
0: Right. I am not a Robert Nielsen fan. Um I think he should have walked after Brewer. I think he has a massive job in the summer because he has to sign quality. I think there's a spine of a good team there. Um I think Craig Gordon has made that as a brilliant goalkeeper. John Suter, centre-back, no problem with that. We've got Peter Haring in midfield and Liam Boyce up front. It's a good spine, but we need to build around that. I think he has to get off to a good start. I said the day before the fixtures came out, I knew we'd get Celtic first game. That just wasn't a shock. Um, he has to get off the a good start. If we win that game, then great. We've got three points on the board straight away. If we lose that game... We go to St Mirren the week after that. We could possibly be on zero points after two games. And straight away, he's under massive, massive pressure. I think... I just want to play better football. The football in the championship, although we won it comfortably, was so, so poor. It was possession without penetration. It was passing sideways, passing backwards. It was boring to watch. And we were playing in a poorer league. So, I think Robbie is under huge, huge pressure, and he shouldn't be, because he shouldn't be there. So, this is massive for him. This is a huge season for him. Are you looking forward
1: to the new season, Skefan.
2: I am, yes. Um, I, like I said, I'm not a huge um, football fan, uh, or I am. I do enjoy football. I'm not a huge follower of football, Um, but I liked Dunfermline. Dunfermline was my uh, granddad's team. Um, um, And I've always kind of liked them. The only, actually, the only premier, the only premiership uh, or SBL it was at the time, football game that I've ever been to was actually Dunfermline versus Celtic um, at East End uh, Park. And uh, it was nil-nil. And I was actually, I, I, I was really, I know, and I was really young. Um I, I couldn't drive yet. Oh, I must have been about 12 or 13. And my um grandda- my granddad's friend took me to see the Celtic game because I was a huge Celtic fan when I was a kid. And mm. uh, <laughs> and I absolutely I absolutely loved Celtic, but he only had got tickets for the Dunfermline stand. So I'm in the Dunfermline stand as this little kid, where I might have been younger than that, actually, with a Celtic scarf, a Celtic top on, shouting, come on, Celtic, and all these old Dunfermline grumpy old men are looking at me like, what? And Dunfermline were actually really, really happy um, because, obviously, getting a a draw against Celtic was a good result. But I actually got to go to the the locker room afterwards, and this is one of my claims to fame, as um, Henrik Larsson opened the door Seen that we were all standing there waiting for autographs and slammed the door in my face because <laughs> they they didn't get the result that they wanted. But I did get a lot of decent signatures. I managed to get Steven Petrov, Bobo Baldi, uh, Hartsons, Larsons, and I've still got that programme today um, somewhere in my room with uh, the Dunfermline versus Celtic with all their signatures on it. So that's pretty cool and might be worth money one day. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm, I'm just looking forward to the new season for, for fans coming back in the game. And I know that um, some football clubs now is, is saying to their season ticket holders that if you've got a family season ticket, if, you know, if, 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 if you've got a family with a season ticket, you can all go. in the game, you, you know, they're not picking on one member of the family can like go they, they can all go to the games and that's good to see. But um yeah, I'm looking forward to the new season and obviously we're looking forward to coming back on Indy Lives as well. But it's not only we, we speak about well, we speak about other sports as well. We we covered the women's rugby Six Nations uh, a couple of months ago and Matthew dig his American football roundup of the week. Um what I was totally lost about, because I don't know anything about American football. So, you know, just uh, you know, you know, doesn't you know, you you know, Google it. But... So, thanks for listening over the past couple of weeks. Thank you to the team. Thank you to Jerry, Ben, the, the technical. Um, thank you to all the uh, and contributors. Like and we'll see you soon.